You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. All right, on this week's episode, Cam and Stocks talk about podcasting in China and all the big news from podcast movements. Welcome back to Behind the Podcast. I'm here this week with Cam Muller. How you going, man? Good, good. Good to be here. First time recording out of our Melbourne studio, so for me anyway. Yeah, um, same. Yeah. yeah. So we're down in Melbourne. Uh, Jules couldn't make the trip, so we bunted him. Um, so. <laughs> and I'm a full-time replacement, so... There you go. <laughs> so a bit going on this week in podcasting, but there was a real interesting article, uh, Time Magazine, which used to be a massive publication, probably not as relevant as it used to be, but had a super interesting article about how podcasts have become a symbol of China's Gen Z feminist movement. Mm. So this is cool. Like we've never really talked about podcasting in China, so there's a bit to unpack here, I guess. Yeah, and it's interesting. Interesting where the article goes. We've got some points to touch on, but um, in terms of uh, censorship in China with different social media platforms and how people are using podcasting to get their messages out without being censored. Yeah, so I think most people would be aware there's the Great Firewall of China, which stops certain things like Google doesn't get into China, yep. Facebook, uh, famously not, not in China, although a lot of Chinese people have used VPNs or other ways to get Facebook accounts. But this great firewall sort of does restrict what information can come in and out of the country. And as a totalitarian regime, they've been able to control, <laughs> I guess, some messaging. Yeah. And you look famously at TikTok being one where it's sort of mining data, but it's also you know controversy around the algorithm and I guess censorship. Yep. But somehow podcasts have become a symbol of Chinese feminist movement and uh, especially a young, among a younger generation. So the, the podcast they talk about here is called Stochastic Volatility. It's the largest feminist theme podcast in China and it's got over 600,000 regular listeners. It's big. Massive, yeah. yeah. It's big. I didn't know any podcasts in China were this big. I mean, it makes sense when they've got the scale of population, but you just don't hear about it. But um, the subjects that are covered in the podcast are often considered taboo in Chinese society. It's like egg freezing, breast cancer, sexual harassment. Um, Yeah. Big topics, big topics. And the podcast traces the history of podcasting and feminism in China and how they intersected after the Me Too movement in 2017. Apparently, they call 2021 the first year of podcasting in China. Um, this is one of the ho- one of the hosts says, and it's not that it was the first year in reality, but that's the year when yeah. podcasting boomed. So that's a pandemic. So I figure a lot of people picked up on the on podcasting when the pandemic happened, and I guess a lot of the reason why this is able to have these conversations is it's podcasting sort of existing as a new, fairly new medium. There maybe it exists outside the censorship yeah. of what big governments able to actually get across. And when censorship would be at an all time high with being very mindful on what messages are being spread throughout uh, the COVID period and what government is imposing on the people. Yeah, you're worried for these girls. They do something, a big article with Time Magazine. It gets picked up around the world. It must get picked up locally. Surely. Um, surely the eyeballs are on them and <laughs> things are closing in. I mean, that's a bit frightening. But yeah, so the big movement, uh, the Me Too movement really kicked off in China in 2017. So it was uh, the Feminist Five, a group of women who were detained for planning a demonstration against sexual harassment on International Women's Day two years earlier in 2015. 
So that's when the Me Too movement kicked off there. So it's very interesting that this has all sort of come together at a time where podcasts are kicking off and, mm. yeah, podcasting, free speech, decentralised. All for Who it. knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there's a few other sort of feminist podcasts in China. There's a few examples. So outside of stochastic volatility, and I'm eating that as I say it, there's rural women in China. Not to be confused with like the rural juror, which was, um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, 30 Rock. No, before no. your time. Damn, see? But explain. <laughs> oh, it was a great show, but they, they had a... Um, one of the lead hosts had a side TV show called yep. The Rural Juror, and the whole thing was it was impossible to say rural, rural, rural. rural, rural. It's a real yeah, tongue roller. <laughs> anyway, Rural China, podcast focuses on stories and experiences of women in rural China, where there's apparently more discrimination, definitely more hardship than for women in metropolitan areas. Yeah, uh, This goes out on a platform called Jimalaya FM, which is one of the most po- popular audio streaming platforms in China. So a little further on, we could... Just look at, I mean, we could look at where are people actually listening to podcasts in China? Yeah, I, f- I found that interesting looking at the different hosting platforms and where people are listening. Interestingly, Apple Podcasts is the dominant platform in China. So Apple Podcasts is, a, is almost 50%, so 49%. Jimalaya uh, FM is at almost 40%, so 37%. Where are the Spotify boys and girls? Spotify is sitting at number six. So there's still 12% of li- listenership, so almost 13%. And I guess if you're thinking about scale, still quite a few people. Yeah, it's, it certainly is. It's interesting that Apple's number one. I know from the time I spent in China, Apple is a really high-value brand. It's, it's a seen mm. as more so than in western countries if you have an apple phone because there's so many great chinese brands of electronics mm. and all the phones even the apple phones are made in china if you've got an apple phone it's a real sign of uh, status yeah so i imagine apple Podcasts would also be seen as a sort of sign of status so podcasting has become really popular especially among china's intellectual elite because looser censorship that we've talked about um it's a better medium to discuss controversial topics and um the ai powered transcribing software um isn't there yet, but you figure that's coming? I feel like it's coming for in terms of censorship in the same way that over in Australia, in the States, in the UK, that it's coming for advertising. So needing to be much more explicit in terms of how you advertise that this is an ad rather than making it feel too organic. Yeah, gotcha. And look, some of these podcast platforms like Jimalaya uh, uh, FM and there's NetEase, Cloud Music, Himalaya, Liji FM. These guys, actually, a lot of them are content producers as well. So someone like Jimalaya FM and Himalaya, they're actually doing originals and uh, audiobooks and stuff like that. So it seems like, I mean, the great Chinese tradition, they're doing, seeing what Spotify is doing around the world and, yeah. and emulating that model and knocking it off and maybe doing it better. Yeah, interesting to watch that space to see the types of content and as more people tap into podcasting, what's to come. Yeah, and I just hope, um, I just hope our host at Stochastic Volatility are fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Podcast Movement 2023, the second conference, Podcast Movement Conference of the Year, was just held in Denver, Colorado. This is the one that Zanon and I went over to in March in Las Vegas, and this is the sister one to it. Uh, seems like a bit more happened at this one, and we picked the wrong conference. Um, yeah. Was there any differences in what you see here versus what was talked about before? It just seems like there was a lot more going on here. We had things like Spotify announced their partnership with NPR, all sort of little things and maybe this is just that podcasts are growing yeah and podcast movement is becoming more of an event uh there just seem to be some big announcements i mean there's youtube spotify apple Podcasts, and sirius xm and 
to a lesser degree, I guess, Acast and iHeart. But with those first four are really the four biggest players in US podcasting. Definitely. Uh, and they all have big announcements. So why don't we just dive in and run through all of them? To start it off, YouTube announced that it will support RSS for podcasters by the end of the year. So instead of it being a separate file where you have to upload um, something separately to YouTube, it just allows you to upload from one platform and then that will distribute onto YouTube. So that means that it's easier for content creators, producers, everyone to distribute their content to the biggest podcast platform in the world. Right. So that means that YouTube's actually becoming a platform where it's becoming a podcast player. Yeah. Not just a hosting platform. Is that yep. what's happening there? Yeah. So That's it's, massive. YouTube's recognizing the opportunity in audio and they're really trying to push more into that space. That's really cool. So we use Omni as our platform. So when we push out, it goes out to Pocket Cast, Spotify, Spotify Apple, Apple. But now it'll also push out to YouTube if you set that up. Yes. Oh, man. That's really cool. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's exciting because YouTube also confirmed that podcasts will be rolling out to YouTube Music by the end of 2031. So it means that as YouTube Music starts to grow, podcasts will also be distributed on that. Right. So they're really taking a crack at Spotify here. It appears so. Yeah, (laughs) right. I mean, wow. Another exciting thing was that Spotify introduced new tools for podcasters to customize their show pages, access more analytics, edit their previews, and monetize their content through Spotify audience network. Hey, that's some pretty cool stuff, right? So the new analytics are doing is things like you can track impressions, earnings, and ad performance on the platform, which is something a lot of our podcasters always like because they don't have visibility on how a campaign's going. And look, we actually often have to... Um, now, visibility on how a campaign's performing is actually really important. It's extremely important. It's especially when we're talking with brands. Um, it's really important to, for one, understand your audience, but then two is like really understand your audience and going, okay, well, what's the location? What's the age, the gender, the listen through rate, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the other thing they seem to have done is there's new controls. So you can edit on your podcast, you can edit the preview and the snippet of audio that appears in the place where listeners discover new content. Yeah. So right now it's done by Spotify's AI. Yeah. And we've, we've started playing around with that for some of our shows. So you can pick any moment throughout the show. So you get to choose which hook you want people to listen to and get to customize that experience. It's, it's all about discoverability and it's all about thinking about your new listeners. It's about going, okay, you've got your rusted on audience, but the people who are time poor and want to have like a little bite size of what your podcast is about, this is helping choose the best bit for that. Yeah, and who's going to know better than the podcaster or the producer, right? Correct. So that's good. So not to be left behind, Apple's had some announcements too. So they, they revealed they had two, over 2 million shows in their catalog. It's a lot. And they had some new features which are coming uh, for listeners in the fall. And there's one thing which I've just got the beta for today is this uh, Linkfire app that they're doing. It's the first I'm hearing. What's uh, Yeah, look, it's, it just honestly came through overnight. Nice. So I haven't even sort of logged in yet, but Linkfire is the company that they're doing that partnership with that used to do, does this sort of insights around music. And now they've, uh, Apple's working with them in podcasting. So yeah, we'll have a look at that, see how it goes. We'll yeah, play interesting. And report back. But another exciting thing that was mentioned was enhanced search. So what excites me about that is that as transcription gets better with podcasting, it's going to be interesting as to it's it always goes back to discoverability. How can we discover new podcasts? You know, when podcasts are maybe they're either entertainment or education, like using platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts in the same way that you might use Google 
in terms of discoverability? Yeah, right now it's just you can search, say, a guest and you can either see, oh, sh- she was on this podcast or she has a podcast, mm-hmm. but that's based on the title. But to be able to actually go into subject matter that's not just title driven yep. um, or show description would be really cool. Going yep. Actually, oh, they talk about this on this podcast and it's at the seven minute mark bang take me there that would be sexy yeah plan ad first (laughs) sexy for us extremely uh, maybe the listener but not the normal human being correct (laughs) but um there's not many details about this apple being typically cards held close to their chest there is a massive massive apple event on september 12th u.s time and it seems to be more than just it might be a little bit more than just a new phone announcement. So I don't know what it's going to be. But I mean, last time it was uh, the VR goggles. So there could be something big coming. Who knows? Watch this space. And I guess the last one is this SiriusXM has announced that it'll launch a new podcasting platform called SXM Media, which will offer podcast access to its audience of over 150 million listeners, as well as its ad network and content partnerships. This is big because SiriusXM, big digital radio, is really pushing into the podcast space. We've seen them acquiring some big talent over the last few months seems like they're really lifting their head to be a player yeah and again it's just that i get excited by these kinds of announcements because at the end of the day rising tide lifts all boats well there's more competition right i mean what have we got we've got obviously we've got apple and spotify but then we're going okay cool well amazon's moving to space with yep. all the cool stuff they're doing with wondery becoming like a sports platform now as well as being this cool content platform and then we've got YouTube moving in and now we've got SiriusXM. That's some big players. It is. And at the end of the day, it's going to attract brands that when podcast advertising becomes more accessible, brands will start to come. And when the quality of the advertising product elevates, that is better for podcasters at the end of the day. Totally. And there's one last one I thought was of interest. It's Libsyn announced it will acquire Glow. It's a platform that helps podcasters create membership programs and accept payments from their fans. How do you feel about this? Because is this just too small? Like Libsyn's in that weird space where they're a hosting platform, but they're not really, you don't listen to podcasts there. Like ah, if they can do payments for their fans, like are you going there over one of the big boys? I don't know. I just feel like this is just sort of tiny ripples in a big pond. It seems to be one of those plays where they're trying to be competitive and they're making a decision to be competitive. Yeah, um, and this is sort of on the back of Spotify and Patreon. Correct. And partnership. You go, oh, okay, that's the big conversation. But maybe it's just also just points to a trend that this is where everyone's trying to go. Yeah, and not only Spotify and Patreon, but also Acast and Patreon. Yes, Maybe we should be setting up some sort of membership platform for this. <laughs> we'll go straight to Libsyn for that one. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, thanks, Cam, for jumping on this week. Thank you, the listener. Uh, thank you, Mandy. Uh, easy edit, of course, as usual. And uh, thank you to Ruby on the socials. Thank you. Thank you for having me.